Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. And here we are for another She Loves the Grid right after the race. So just so you guys know, we're recording moments, like not even an hour. Race is not even an hour, maybe half an hour. So maybe so half an hour. Maybe, maybe. So <laughs> Diane, how are you? I'm good. What a race. I mean, there were parts of it that were a little dull, but oh my goodness, we had some a lot of stuff happening <laughs> between those parts. Well, let's get the, the niceies over. How, how was your week? It was good. It was busy, lots of work. And then last night I was up late, up early. <laughs> I thought the race started an hour earlier, so I was getting myself all ready and then I was texting you like, where's the pre pre-show? <laughs> the race starts in five minutes. <laughs> it's an hour. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, and the airplanes changed their clock. And I guess either the app doesn't realize that you your time zone is the way it is, or I don't know what's going on with you, but yeah, yeah. mine was right. Mine had it correct. Yeah. Well, you use you do use the F1 and I don't. I use Formula Fi. Um on my phone. And oh. I did notice they must have like re, you know, like refreshed it because before this race even started, I already had the times for Brazil. So <laughs> they must have realized it's off. <laughs> they said it missed it. Next week the US time times change and then everything's back in sync. But then Except again Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. But anyway, <laughs> we don't ever change. How was your week? It was good, you know, again busy just Busy, busy. Yeah. I don't, like the week flew by. I don't even. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, same. And it's almost November. I know. Yikes. I know. That's I can't believe that October is almost over. I and know. then we only have three races left, which is crazy. I know. That is what is nuts. I was working on stuff last night or this morning. This morning. Oh my gosh, the days they're like blurring together for brazil and i was like oh my gosh we're almost done it's round 21 next week holy cow Crazy. and we have a race and a break and then two races and we're done in fact yeah. when we were watching the race they were like 20 days to las vegas i'm like 20 days to las vegas oh my I god listen i entered like all of the like every contest that i could find and I know I did not get it from F1, but I'm holding my breath that I get it for one of the other team ones. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'll fly. I'm close. I can do it. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Then we'll have to find you a ticket to get here. <laughs> I'll, I'll get one. I'll get one. I, I Actually, I have credit that I need to use from one U.S. airline that I'm just going to have to book a weird flight that's out next year sometime and hope I use it because my credit expires in two weeks. So <laughs> on a U.S. Well, this will be airline. perfect timing because they should be letting us know. <laughs> yeah, and I have, I have like a $500 credit. So I've, I've got for the U.S. and they fly out of, they fly out of London. So I just have to get to London. Oh, uh, easy. I know. Right. So I just need to. <laughs> All right. Fingers crossed. You got to send all the positive vibes. I keep manifesting it. Like we're in Vegas. Yay. <laughs> so We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. All right let's get moving because we thought maybe this week we might have a short episode, but no, they gave us a whole heck of a lot to talk about. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's get going. 
Okay. So just very quickly, F1 Academy stuff. Um, Marta Garcia, we talked about last week, she won the World Driving Championship, um, the very first one for F1 Academy. And like the rules are, if you win, you can't come back. So they did announce this week, though, that she is getting a fully funded race seat with um, Prema Racing, who she already races with or raced with for F1 Academy. Um, but this is going to be for the 2024 Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine. It's called Fresca. Um, and so they, Fresca announced that they are going to grant its top teams a season-long fourth entry if they sign a driver that finishes P1, P2, or P3 um, in the F1 Academy standings. So that's also pretty cool is they are setting that up. So um, it Fresca really is kind of like a proving ground, they say, for drivers that kind of got, want to go from F4 level to an F3. So that is really what, you know, F1 Academy wanted to do was provide stepping stones for female drivers to move into these F3, F2, and then hopefully at some point F1. So I thought that was very cool. Um, and then F1 Academy announced that for 2024, they're going to lower the driver contribution from 150,000 euros to 100. So again, to kind of remove some of those cost barriers um, or barriers in general to get people into the sport. So all very I'm, positive news. I'm glad they're doing that because I don't, I don't know if you've got it in here, but I was watching some, I didn't read them fully because they ticked me off, but to hear a, fe <clears throat> a female motorsport driver who is not an F1 driver or in the F series driver yes. have the audacity to say that there's not someone talented enough that's female to drive an F1. Yeah. Just, irritated me to no end and it's like yeah. he has you drive but you, you you drive for a completely different type of car drove 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 <laughs> and you know you she faced so much pushback and whatnot and had to fight it and then to have that i just yeah it's was was very icky. she also dated aaron Rodgers, so i feel like from that we kind of know that maybe her you know <laughs> Uh, probably so not. I'm not even mentioning her name because she's not worth it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get moving. Mexican okay, yeah, Mexico Grand Prix. So there was news that came out. Of course, our little chatty Kathy friend, Helmet Marco. If you're new and you're just starting to listen to us, I call Helmet Marco Chatty Kathy. And he made a point to share with the media that they had to get bodyguards for Max. Um I just feel like that's problematic on so many points. Like, first of all, you should have had all the bodyguards. Um, but also, all the drivers had them. So he, Max wasn't the only one. Um, Checo obviously had them. All the drivers had bodyguards. It just, like, the fans are just so passionate there. And we see it at other tracks where the fans, like, the paddocks are getting more and more full. And people are, like, inches away from the drivers, like trying to get pictures and, and everything. So yeah, it, it was for everybody. He wasn't the only one um, that was, that had a bodyguard. It's gotta be made special. Special. <sighs> Whatever. Or I mean, I'm not going to get into it. I feel like it was another little dig at Checo and maybe yep, you know, exactly. the, the Mexican people. Um, so yeah, a helmet could go. I'm surprised he was there. Anyways, 
Um, today, or at least today is the first time I've seen it. F1 um, came out with a new campaign called race, hashtag respect, R-A-C-E, um, I don't even know, P-E-C-T. <laughs> I had to stop and think R-A-C-E, about that. R-A-C-E-P-E-C-T. Yeah. <laughs> Just blows <laughs> off the tongue, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, so the drivers, um, I saw it for Ferrari, I saw it for Mercedes, and both drivers are, you know, in the little blurb saying, you know, what stays on, what happens on the track stays on the track. Um, I first saw it with Ferrari. And so uh, the comments were like, you know, yeah, you, you can't choose, you know, hate one driver over the other. Um, there's just been a lot of stuff. And right before we came on, I had, I had said like, you know, fans are, are very toxic. There's a lot of just back and forth between like Max and Lewis fans and now Checo, you know, and Max fans and all this stuff. And right before we came on, somebody had posted from the race today, somebody wearing a Red Bull hat. We don't know if it's a Checo fan or whatever, but beating, <laughs> beating up two for people wearing Ferrari gear. Um, and we heard the crowd boo Charles in the interviews after the race. And it's just like, come on, like this is it, just it's kind of, it's as, of as much as I don't like Max, there's no reason to boo Max either. I mean, it's no. just, no, no. And for the Charles thing, and when we get to it, it wasn't his fault. It was Checo's fault. He admitted it. I mean, he admitted it already to, to others and took onus. And it, if yeah. you know F1, then you know that's what it was. And I would think to me, if you spent that kind of money to be there, that you would know F1. Right. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's getting too much. It's no different than we 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 hear the you know in the United States when you they have to worry about if a football team wins or a basketball team wins a championship, they have to worry about the, the fans looting the town and, and tearing mm -hmm. down the town. Like how does a sports team that you don't play for, that you don't have a child or a, a skin in the game. Yes. You're a fan. You enjoy it. You buy their trash keys, you spend money to support them, but that's it. And yeah. that justifies violence and destruction of property and all it, it, doesn't, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It grow, grow up. Yeah, exactly. And and I think when we had this conversation before we started recording, you had said, you know, the drivers, you're not impressing them at all. Like, and you're no. making, you're going to ruin it for everybody. Like, no, they're not over there going, oh yeah, my fan beat up one of your fans, or well, look what they did. No, in fact, I, I would love it, and it's not going to happen. But I would love it if Checo were really on the verge of retiring. That he would just be like, hey, you guys did it in for me. I cannot continue to drive if you guys are going to behave like this. Just kind of yeah. like having to parent your children. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I suffer the it's consequences. Sad. It, it's just sad. And, and and again, it's not just, you know, uh, the Checo fans. Like, again, there's a lot of very passionate of them, and, yeah. and annoying and obnoxious Max fans and Lewis fans and uh -huh. you know, Charles fans. And like, I mean, the list kind of goes on and Facebook on. Group. We see the Facebook groups oh. of people going back and forth. It's like, yes, Max is having a phenomenal season. There's a lot of stats. There's no apples to apples comparison though, because of the cars are different. The, the technology is different. The, the, the race season is different. Even they said today he's won 16 races. That used to be the number of races that were in a season. So yeah. when he can go more, well, yeah. Because there's more races. There used yeah. to not be so many. So exactly. 
it would be impressive if it's a, a percentage, but see, then again, 16 is not a hundred percent of the season and somebody in the past couldn't win 16 and be a hundred percent. Like it, it just, yeah. And yeah. again, different cars, different technology, different everything. Yes. Not saying he's not phenomenal, but please. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. We need, we need some respect around here. Like we just do. So hopefully people will start acting like grownups. Please. <laughs> please. Maybe. Um, off the field, Alpine and Haas had a friendly little football match. Pierre was out there. Um, didn't see anybody else, but drivers driver wise, but I always think that's kind of fun. I think that's probably good for those teams to get off. And like, this is the second of, um, you know, a triple header. And so, gosh, where were we left? Austin, you go from, you know, overseas. Where were we before that? Not Singapore. I'm already losing track someplace and then we went to austin now we're in mexico then we're going to brazil i think it's nice for them to get off and do something fun you know like have have a good little competition that's two different teams having a fun friendly match and not at each other's throats i know and that's the other thing that drives me nuts is like these drivers do have respect for each other i you know even in like we talked about at the beginning of this year they a lot of them grew up together. There's a whole slew of them that did karting and stuff together. And they then, were just talking about Lando and Russell today, yeah. like competing and going against each other in one past another, and how they grew up together and they know each other because they've driven against each other for so long. Yes, you know, they and if you ever together and all of that, you know, yeah. And if you ever see the funny little um videos that like Alex and Lando and George tend to do, like. You can tell they've been, you know, they grew up together. They, they, they joke about each other all, you know, all the time, all the time. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. These guys are all friends and where we thought there might be issues with teammates this year with like Haas, because um, Nico and Kevin had bad blood back in the day. And then Esteban and Pierre had bad blood, no issues, you know, at least that anybody is hearing about the resolving issues that happen on the track. So why can't the fans get past it? Yes. It's so annoying. Okay. Anyways, moving on to the special lids because these were kind of fun. Um, So if you're on our YouTube page, you can see. So this is Valtteri's All I Want is Tacos. As soon as I saw that, I just knew it was his. I didn't even need to know what driver it could be for. I knew it was Valtteri's. I just knew it. I love it because I love the colors, that pink and blue, like teal blue. So I made the background that color. I had to do it. (laughs) I love this. I think it's amazing. And before, like, I think they were the first ones to, him and his uh, girlfriend, I don't think they're married, uh, Tiffany Cromwell. They were in Mexico early and they had a whole bunch of photos, like with a taco truck. And I don't know that if they have a steak in it or, you know, what, but they had t-shirts and the whole nine yards. But yeah, I love this. All I want is tacos. <laughs> Valtteri, he's got the best helmets. What does he do with all these fun helmets? Like, seriously, he's got know. some great ones this year. Um, okay, so Nico, he ha- today is like his 200th race. 200 races. Can you believe it? So he's the 22nd driver to reach 200 races. His first and only poll was back in 2010. So that's how long he's kind of been around in and out. Um, But his helmet, I think, is so cool because it's all pictures. And it goes back to his karting days. There's, you know, pictures with all the different teams that he's been in. 
Um, they actually, a lot of the teams that he's been with have, gave him gifts. So, so some gave him a, his old helmet. One gave him um, an end, I think an end wing. Um, yeah, another Williams, I gave him a photo. Like, I just love that. I love sentimental things like this. <laughs> so I think that's fun. What a great, great lid. And then Checo. Oh my gosh. This was a fan designed and it was so intricate. If you have not seen the whole thing, go and look at it um, on the Red Bull Instagram or social media because it goes through and it goes side by side and then shows the top and talks about all the different things are, that are reflected on it. So on the front, which we don't see, there's ribbon to... Um, to reference pinatas. And then on the sides, there's little agave plants for the tequila. And there's each of these, like, I don't know, all of those little things mean something. And I just thought, what a thoughtful, first of all, the colors are amazing. It's so incredibly colorful. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, another it. neat thing that was this week. Um, and I don't know if you could in here, but it's a uh, Will Buxton's 300th GP yeah. to uh, to broadcast with. So I thought that was a cover. I thought that was pretty because one, he doesn't look at that he's been doing it for 20 years, but no, but no. like 300th GP that he has been involved with and, 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 and you know, broadcasted and whatnot. I think that's yeah. so cool. Did you see his jean jacket that he was wearing today when he was doing the grid walk? And it said it was a jean jacket on the back. It said Mr. 3000. And it had like one of the Mexico like wrestling masks underneath. No, it. but I did see several of the feet guys showing up today with like the the traditional Mexican yeah, wrestler mask, like, masks and stuff. I thought that Pierre. was kind of cool. Yeah, Pierre had that. But yeah, Will, but what did he say? Will said earlier this week, it's really he's so that's just F1. And he said, you know, over the years or as he's gotten older, he um he does not do all of the races. So um, just because he wants to, you know, be home with his family and all that kind of stuff. But overall, he's done probably, he said, like 2000. So even outside of F1, he started, you know, in other series. So uh -huh. thousands, like a couple thousand, I think. I don't, well, more than that, right? Because he's at 3000. No, 300. 300. 300. But he's, I think overall, like since he started, started his career, it's like a thousand yeah. or 2000 or something. Pretty fun. Really I love fun. that. I thought that was just a neat one because I mean, I learned so much from the F1 commentators, you know, F1 TV commentators. So it was just, it was yeah. neat to hear that with him. I love, I love Will Buxton. He's great. Um, okay. So, so not so fun facts for you. We usually have fun facts and then these are some not so fun facts. So after being disqualified last week, this is the first time since 2010 that Lewis has scored zero points in back-to-back -back races. <laughs> 2010. Oh my gosh. That was the last time Nico got pole. But like, this is the first time <laughs> since, since yeah, zero. And then today he bounces back with bounce back. Well, well, Sean. Um, anyways, so Charles from pole. He has had, this is why I don't like Charles to be on pole. I've said it before and he did it again. But anyways, and I have another stat for you a little later, but he has had a, did not start from pole. That was in Monaco a couple of years ago or last two years ago, I think. He's had DNFs three times in 2022, all in one year. 
And then now he's had a DQ in Austin <laughs> from Paul. Like, seriously. There's a, there's a not great stat that I'll share later on. But yeah, I just think that is insane. He's It's like a trifecta. All we need now is like, yeah, I don't even know. Didn't qualify. That's like, but if you don't qualify, you can't be on pole. So anyways, um, so let's see. Okay. Until Austin, Fernando and Max were the only two drivers to complete every lap of 2023. But when Fernando went out, retired in Austin last week, it's just Max, um, which I think it's kind of crazy to think that yep. he has had no mechanical failures, no race incidents where his car was damaged and he had to retire. Like, how does that happen? I mean, is there another car on the grid that hasn't retired or had, there's gotta be, I don't know. Like if you start going through the teams, I feel like almost everybody has, we're going to have to check on that, but how is it like yeah. his car? Granted, he's always like 12 seconds ahead of everybody, but still, like some of those first turns. Well, like today's first turn, like no. how it's not him and it was Checo. Crazy, hey, crazy. Okay. Um, practice, just a couple things. Nothing really major in practice, but Pirelli was doing some prototype testing. Um, and so, what's that? They did an FP1 and FP2. I think so. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I, I always find that interesting. They always do that towards the end of this, you know, this point in the year. Well, they, they talked about too, with the, with the degradation this year and the way the tires wore this year because of the car performance, they're really trying to get a lot more testing in and, and for next year. As they should, because it was what race two or three when they realized, oh crap, the tires that we had for 2023, um, we've kind of already met where we thought we'd be at the end of the season. And that was race two or three. Uh, it was in Australia. And I can't remember now um, if that was the second. It was pretty first. bad. It was pretty yeah. bad. So smart of them to do that. Also in FP1, and I also love this time of year for this kind of stuff, but there was a whole slew of junior drivers getting a chance. Um, to drive the cars. And for some of them, it was their very first time in an F1 car. Um, so you had Teo Porsche, Porsche. Um, so he was in um, Valtteri's Alfa Romeo, lots of brake issues. I felt so bad for him because he'd go out and he'd be like, brake issue. And they're like, you need to box again. And I think he said he had to stop like 20 minutes. And I just felt terrible for him. And also yeah. like, that's he got, that one solid lap, that one solid yeah. lap, not one. No. And you are driving the actual driver's car. It's not like they brought a spare car and that's the one you're driving. So brake issues, I would be peeing my pants probably. Like, I don't want to crash this into the wall because of a brake issue. And then Valtteri has nothing for, you know, FP2. Like, that's horrible. Um, Ollie Behrman, I love Ollie. First of all, he's 18 years old. So like Fernando was already like, I don't know, winning races. I think they said like YouTube was two years old when Ollie was born. Like, oh, shut up. I, no, like you want to feel up. old. No, no, shut up. My favorite know. music that's from the seventies was only 30 years ago. So shut up. I agree with you, but I love myself some Ollie. He is actually um, a Ferrari Academy driver, but he drove um, Haas's, he drove Haas's, I think it was Kevin 
Uh, I don't remember if it was Kevin or Nico. I think Kevin's car. Um, and he did awesome. Oh my gosh. Everybody was talking afterwards, like how great he did. And like, he was up there as far as, you know, time, they were impressed how he drove that car. It must've been Kevin's car. Cause I was like, Kevin could probably like, why did we sign, sign Kevin? Like, yeah, it, it was, it was. And I, I liked, I even liked his analysis after the fact, cause they were talking to, you know, the commentators and the questions yeah. that they asked him and, and how he was, you know, comparing them and everything. He, one, he was just so appreciative. And two, just yes. his, his presence and his understanding and, 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 and whatnot at that level, I thought was really, really good. He's, yeah. you know, it's like one of those to watch. You know, so I can't I wait agree. till he becomes a rookie on the grid, you know, and yes. like, oh, he probably would be one of my favorite rookies. I, I know he'll be one of my favorite rookies because I've had my eye on him. And in Barcelona this year, I was very excited to get to watch him you know, just go around a, a few times. I was like, that's definitely one I've got my eye on. So I do think eventually he'll be in F1. He's again, he's only 18. I don't know if, if that will happen soon, but he definitely impressed out there. And I will tell you, um, I have this um, someplace else, but uh, Pietro Fittipaldi is, I love Pietro. He's great. He's the reserve driver for Haas right now, but it was announced Monday or Tuesday that he's going to Indy car or one of the Indy um, things. And he's super excited. Uh, I think Pietro, we could also probably down the road, see him as a commentator. He's really, really good at that kind of stuff. Um, but that leaves a spot open for a reserve driver at Haas. So I don't know if that was a little tryout for Ollie or, you know, maybe they have somebody else in mind, but I'd love to see it. Love to see it. I hate to see Pietro go. I, I do like him a lot, but um, good for him. Like he needs, he needs a full-time seat. Um, sorry, let's keep going. Jack Dewin, he is already the reserve driver for Alpine. He was driving, um, Isaac Hodger. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he drove, uh, Alfa Tauri, uh, Yuki's car. And then Frederick Vesti drove Mercedes. Um, and I think that was George's a little trouble with Isaac and, and Yuki's car. They say it took a little bit. So it was, it was out for a bit, but then they, he finally got a couple of laps in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. But I love to see that. I love to see it. And I know there's some more drivers that will be doing, um, I don't know if it's in Brazil, maybe it's Abu Dhabi. So we'll keep an eye on that, but it's fun to see it because these are the up and coming, like up and coming drivers and what a great experience. I think it was Frederick or Teo um, was just saying like best day of, of his life, best day yeah. of his life. Like he I could not too. even believe it. Like, and again, first time in F1 car. And they say, like, there is no other car like an F1 car. You could drive all different types, but these cars, the power behind them, the speed, everything, there's nothing like it. You can't really prepare yourself for it. And then the complexity of driving that at altitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because those cars are tricky in, in that uh -huh. altitude. Yeah. So good for them. I'm super excited for all of them. Um, all right, let's jump into quali really quick. Um, Q1, Yuki. Yuki being my little global treasure. Toe and Daniel. Q1, Q2. <laughs> like, I just loved it. Like, making sure Danny was, like, getting in there. Like, making sure, towing him up to P2. Like It was amazing through all of quali. I mean, I know you've, we've got a section. We normally go by each section. It was just amazing. No, just the different names and the different teams up. It wasn't yeah. your, your 
typical Max is first, Max is first, Max is first. I mean, he was first, but you understand know it's like yes. Alex was just blowing me away. And 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 to see you know the, the Williams performing and to see um like Botas. I know Botas is usually good there, but it was just interesting to see the the shakeup of some of the names and whatnot, which mm -hmm. you know, you and I talked later that day. It was made it difficult to go, what's gonna happen during race day? You know, is it gonna mm -hmm. but I mean quality quality a lot of times we see that you know, because it's just a couple of uh laps, it's not sustaining the whole race, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. It was, it was kind of exciting. I I totally agree. And I do love seeing Botas. Like I feel like I don't know, the Alfa Romeos have just been under our radar for a lot of reasons this year. So to see him be up there was exciting. I wish the Williams had done better because they, they were so good in practice. And so when they were not that great in quality, I was like, this is making me so sad. Um, McLaren, let's talk about them waiting until the last few minutes of Q1 to even go out on the track. <laughs> oh, my pet beeve. And look, look what it did. Look what it did. Look what it did. Yep. Get out there, have it, and then he gets his track time deleted. And it's like, because you have one good one good in. Get get a crappy one in. Get a crappy one and at least get you in the top 15. So if you get your flyer that puts you way up there, at least you're in the top 15 and you, get, you don't go out without a time. Yep, exactly. And that is... I mean, Q1 is the longest session of qualifying. How do you not go out, like you just said, put in a time, you know, any old time. McLarens are fast cars. You don't have to be first or second. We just need to get through to P2. We'll worry about that in, in Q3. As far back as he started where he ended today, could you imagine if he could have at least made it in Q2 and been five places up and especially yeah. made it in Q3? Yeah. I mean, it would have been a different podium i think i think you're a hundred percent right on that a hundred percent lando has got pace man he's oh, got pace lando's amazing i'm so glad i bought that helmet last week <laughs> i was thinking that today i'm like i'm so glad i because this season this whole second half of the season to me is all about lando like max does what he does right like so taking max out of the equation like it's all lando Absolutely, Lando. So I was gutted for him. I honestly was. Um, let's talk about the impeding and all of all of the like. So here's the thing: like Max is investigated for impeding in the pits, holding up six or seven cars. If you heard Charles' um, radio while he was waiting there, like, can we pass them? Are we not allowed to pass them? Like, what is going on? What's the holdup? Fernando did the same thing. George did the same thing. What they were doing is they were sitting there um, waiting so the car in front of them would, would go and it would allow some room and they weren't all bunched up. I guess, and maybe I didn't realize this happened, but there is a newer rule. I think it's a newer rule, but where they want them to do that sitting and waiting in the pits, not out where my pet peeve is on the last turn where they all started bunching up and causing almost accidents. Um so George, I read something George said last night where he was like, you know, what do they want us to do? They don't want us doing it on the track. We're allowed to do it here. So nobody got penalties for that at all. Um, okay. Me, it's like the pits, most of the pits have enough room for two cars side by side up to a point. <laughs> then, okay, fine. 
find the lesser of two evils and go, okay, if you want to wait and do the spacing, then sit here. But that, it's kind of like the, the, the passing lane, you know, on, on the freeway. Then if you yeah. don't, then let somebody, you know, pass. Yeah. But I wonder, again, like, end up having to wait then even longer. So that yeah. doesn't work. I just talked myself out of it. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, I don't like if I'm a driver or even like if I'm Charles, yeah, yeah, I'm irritated because I'm, you know, six cars back on what is happening up there. But would I be doing that at the front? Because if you're trying to get a time in and it's at towards the end of the um, session, would you want to just sit there or would you rather be in traffic and trying to get your your lap? going like, well, like I don't you know, know. if you're waiting for the last minute and you have no times so i can see why it can be yeah a pain, but you so should never be waiting to the last minute that's my thing um fernando and did he spun and he brought out a yellow flag and so hamilton so was investigated uh he, was he that? had so many spins in practice and in quality like yeah. i don't know what that car is they good. just they just and then I when they announced that they were like, oh well, Lance is going to be on this one and Fernando's going to be on that one, and that's the crappy one. Yeah, no, I was like, what is happening? I don't know. I will definitely talk about that card. <laughs> but so Hamilton was also investigated for not slowing down. He didn't get a penalty. Um, Sergeant was noted for overtaking during a yellow. He was the only driver of all of the people that were being investigated during qualifying. He got a 10 place grid drop, which didn't matter. I think he was already 19th or 20th place and two points on his super license. So he was the only one. And he, he said what we all saw, which was the light or the light board was green. So he was speeding up and they said, oh, no, no. It was green, but you're not allowed to go faster until you pass that. There was nothing on his dash, nothing. I think Logan kind of got screwed on that. I, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to distract from all the other stuff they they like all to I do. Think of is the you know because that's like 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 speeding. It's like same thing like the your speed limit. It's not speed limit. Not when you see it. It's when you pass the sign. Well, like, <laughs> where's it? I've successfully argued my way out of a ticket for that because I was starting to speed up. And then when like the cop pulled me over be after the sign and I said, well, the sign's back there. And he's like, oh, well, I got you before that 20 yards or whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, but here we are. And I just got a warning. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I feel like. So he's now at six points. Yeah. And you could only get, what is it in a 12 month period? How much is it? 12? I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah. So they, then they start to roll off, but this is his first season. So <laughs> you're six points in already. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyways, out in Q1, Lando was out in Q1 with nothing. That was a shocker. Um, Sergeant Stroll, K-Mag, Ocon for his third Q1 exit out of the last seven races. So not doing so hot in the quali. Um, Q2, it was, I was dying with Alex. Like he had been impressive, a 10th off of Max during practice and stuff. And here he's struggling. He's like, this is not the same car. This is, there's, there's gotta be damage. Like, 
no, he had no clue, but he was the last car to come across in Q2 and jumped up to P9. Like, thank the Lord. <laughs> like, but then it got worse because it's <laughs> Q2's over. We could talk about everybody else in a second, but Q2's over. They're in the pits getting ready for Q3. And they're like, just kidding. Alex um, had track limits at a weird turn. It wasn't even, I think it was like inside. I don't know. And so your lap time's deleted. And his lap time that he had on the board was not good enough to get through. We put him like, what, P14 or something? I think. Yeah, put him, put him on P14. Yeah, P14. And so that put Joe back up into Q3. And if you notice, he did not get out of his car, which I always say, if you're on the bubble, don't get out because <laughs> you never know. And sure enough, he needed to go back out there. Um, but Carlos was so slow, so slow. He barely made it into Q3, like by seven hundredths of a second. Horrible. Like, I was like, what is going on? Daniel looking strong, right? Like, Danny Rick. You were sad about him last week because you thought he should have come out a little bit better. And he showed out this weekend. Like he listened. He did listen. I think he did. I think he is like, Claire's right. I need to get out there. Um, so out in Q2 was Gasly, Hulkenberg, Alonzo, um, Alex Albon, thanks to the track time deletion. And then Yuki. So Yuki actually did not put a time on the board. Um, we found out Friday that he was going to be starting at the back of the grid, um, P20, because he was replacing his power unit. He's already used his four allotted units. So they didn't want to risk it, but he did go out and being the global treasure that he is, he once again did a toe for Danny and got, you know, helped Daniel get through to Q3. So like that is a true teammate. That's what you, what you want to do. And then Q3 comes along and Ferrari. I, I literally have no words. I, <laughs> I was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh. I was and I have, People haven't listened to us before uh, or may not remember. For whatever reason, I get to see the broadcast five to 30 seconds before Diana. It depends yeah. on the day. Yeah. And I'm just like, Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like when when Carlos came across and he was P1, I was like, ah! and then Charles came across and he went P1. So now we're P1, P2. I'm like, oh my gosh. Then Max comes through. Nope, he can't get better than third. And more cars like are coming through. And I was like, ah! And my dogs were trying to sleep and they kept like jumping up. Like, what is happening? But a Ferrari front row lockout lockout was not on my bingo card this weekend at all. I I mean, <laughs> Charles had, he had some moments where he was up there like P3, whatever. Carlos, no. And Carlos well, was and a Carlos good Friday. So he was, and he was sick, right? He wasn't feeling yeah. well and, and just like he snapped out of it. I had, no, I could not believe it. I was like, what is, and they couldn't believe it. And I'll give you a quote in a little bit of what Charles had to say, because he was like, before the before qualifying, he was like, no, no that would be shocking <laughs> or something to that effect. 
<laughs> something to that, that effect. So I was ecstatic. Oh my gosh. And then I kind of went from that to watching the Diamondbacks for the World Series and they scored, they won nine to one. So it was a great, great afternoon and evening all the way around. Really, really and I fun. Spent Saturday just chilling because I drink too much Friday night. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. At this nothing age, I don't recover that well from drinking in. <laughs> Well, that happens. That yeah, whatever yeah. the vertigo thing I think happened, it just doesn't, they don't mix. Anyway, That's all right, true. let's get into the race because we are recording right after I keep checking. Um, nothing should is strange happen, but nothing strange has happened. So okay, good. Go. Yeah, I don't think we should have anything crazy, but yeah. Let's talk about Haas really quick. Um, because we've already talked about all the nobody got penalties. I was kind of surprised at that. I kept checking my my phone last night thinking, okay. And then I see one for Logan and I'm like, well, where's everybody else's? And then I found it. No, nobody gets anything. So anticlimactic. Um, okay. But Haas, let's Kevin. Oh, Kevin. And Haas is now last in the Constructors' Cup. Oh, Alfred. Well, yeah, that's true. Daniel brought home a lot of points today. They are last, last, not even tied. They're last, last. Oh, they are 12. No. And then AlphaTauri and Alpha Romeo are tied for 16. So they are last, last. AlphaTauri making moves today. AlphaTauri and Alpha Romeo are tied for 16. And then Williams is at 28. Oh, so, yeah. Ooh, Williams, Williams needs to be scared. And you know what else? Yeah. And James is hoping, like, I mean, because Alex, Alex, I mean, was Alex, in the today. Alex, yeah, was in Alex the keeps it up. I think, I think they they'll keep seven. There's only three. But, I know we were going to talk about Haas, but hang on. Like if Yuki hadn't pulled that little maneuver, he was also in the points. They were set to have double points today. Yeah, they would have been better. They would have been. They would instead of been tied for eight. They would have been. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Anyway. Oh my gosh. No, Haas, because Haas was I, looking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that I, that wreck. That wreck. I, I will tell you that that's the one time I did scream. Like oh, I, 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 was screamed, I, screamed, I screamed that and I screamed at the very beginning of the race. But that one, I jumped up. I was freaked out because, oh my gosh. And, and I swear, like we were talking about before this, he had the, the same lap earlier in the same lap or the lap before. Had the lap before. Into the lap into the left because the commentators are like, Oh, he's coming into the commentary booth, you know, because he just went around and like, that's dirty. It's really dirty. And you can see the car going through like dirt and gravel yeah. and it was the left side of the car. So I think that's where he broke something in his suspension. So by the time he went back around, you know, it was a failure. You see the wheel, you see my partner, yeah. he, he's like, that failed. I'm like, yeah, I could mm -hmm. see it. it. It's just, and then, yeah. Yeah, it was a right-hand turn, and his car was just going left. Like, there was – it wasn't even trying to turn. back left hand tire failed. It snapped off. It And it looked like a really hard hit. And so, like, my concern was he did get out quickly because when – the camera was not on that. So, all of a sudden, we see the crash, right? Like, we see the car stopped, and it's like, holy cow, that looks terrible, who is it? It's a Haas. Okay. Which Haas? And you could see Kevin climbing out, but he didn't look okay. And I know you said well, like he was shaking his hands, but he just, to me, looked like he kind of was like, 
unsteady. And then he went and he sat up like on top of the, um, the, what do you call that stuff? The, the barrier, the barriers. Um, and then he kind of was sitting there and again, he didn't seem real steady. And then he got down and kind of sat down on the ground. Cause I don't think he felt safe, um, being up high and the team said that, yes, he is okay. He's been checked over by medical, but they are actually going to um, keep him for more observation. And we, we, Claire and I were talking before we started. And I, to me, that very much sounds like they're concerned maybe about a concussion or something along those lines, which I hope they do a concussion protocol because we race next week in Brazil. Um, and when I say we, I mean, let's, cause like, I'm part of all of this. And, um, like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you should be racing. If you have a concussion, it was hard. It was really hard. The car was on fire. Um, afterwards, it seemed to take forever for the medical people to get there. I'm like, does anybody see Kevin? He does not look okay right now. Like, where is the medical people? I don't, I don't get it. Um, Afterwards, after the race today, um, because it did bring out the red flag and I'll share later on, Max made a comment that was, I didn't think was very nice. It was, it definitely no empathy for what happened, but he saw the crash in the cool down room, which is one of my favorite parts of, of race day. And he said immediately that was a failure. He looks at Lewis and he goes, that was a failure. That was a failure. No. And, and I think Lewis was like, yeah. And, um, and then he saw the hit and his face was like, he, you could tell he had no idea how hard Kevin hit that, that wall. Like, so maybe don't, you know, don't say things over the radio max um, in the future. Yeah, but you know what happens, right? You just, he, you never, never know. So yeah, poor Kevin. I hope he's okay. Nico, I think where, well, he was battling with somebody at the end. Was it Logan Sargent? Um, so I want to see he finished around 13th or 14th, Nico. So, you know, not great for your 22nd race, but it's okay. Um, Alpine, not much to really say about Alpine. I feel like they slid backwards a little bit. Um, Esteban, oh, maybe he was fighting with Esteban. He, Esteban was a little cheeky on the radio. He said, tell the Haas I'm coming and they need to be ready or something to that effect. So I feel yeah, like I that was cute. I yeah, I felt like I feel like that was like the most exciting thing that happened. Um, and they were getting into the will that we don't have radio to radio, but that would be kind of like that was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, Alfa Romeo, uh, I don't know. Like they both started in the top ten. Couldn't tell you where they finished. I think Joe was was down towards the bottom, and Valtteri was kind of like middle of the pack there. I mean, we ended up having five cars. I think retire by the end of the race. So. Um, maybe like 15th and 13th or somewhere in there. Alpha Tauri though, like, Ooh, what a day. Um, so Daniel was like keeping the mustache. He said <laughs> that's clearly like his, his lucky, lucky charm is the mustache. And there was a lot of chatter when he qualified fourth. I'm already losing track fourth yesterday about him qualifying higher than Checo. Lots yeah. of chatter there. Lots like, of memes about him like sneaking up behind and taking yeah. his seats and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. there was a lot, <laughs> lot, lot, lot. Oh my gosh. So much. Um, he really like 
wasn't necessarily, I think, in the best situation when they did the standing start after the red flag, after Kate Mag's red flag, because I think he only had softs left, but he didn't finish too badly. I mean, like we said, he finished with quite a few points. And, uh, and I, what I think is impressive is that he did that. I mean, I know it's had some upgrades, but he did it in the Alphatari, right? Yes. Yes. And while it had some upgrades, that's pretty good for not being, you know, just getting his feet back underneath him, you know, being in the Alphatari. Yep. It'll be interesting if that Alphatari, if he stays with Alphatari, they don't move him up next year. Um, and they bring more of the, the Red Bull the RB19 to Alphatari because yeah. he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, this is what they were hoping to see from, from Daniel when they brought him in, you know, a few races back. And then unfortunately what is first or second race, he like hits the wall and breaks his hand. But yeah. This is exactly what they were wanting to see from him. And I think, you know, there's also been a lot of people that have been saying like, you know, Daniel's, he should just retire. Like he's washed up. He's not going to do that great. Well, here he was second race back doing awesome. It puts him two points behind Yuki. He's right behind Yuki in the standings. Because Yuki is 16th with eight points, and Danny is 17th with six points, or tied for 17th or whatever, because Joe has also got six points. But yeah, but, but this rate. is technically like his first, these are his first points today. That all yeah. came on one day. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> one one race point. Yeah. So, one race. It, it, yeah. Ah, and Yuki, Yuki not like, scoring. Oh, Yuki not scoring. Really. Uh, that was awful because and again, he I know you were like, but it was, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think it was him. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't Oscar. I was, <laughs> I blamed it on Oscar initially. Cause it's like, I, I can't, you know, my little global treasure could do no wrong, but I knew who was at fault. <laughs> I knew it was Yuki. Cause I have he, to tell you, I like twice rewrote that message. I'm like, that wasn't, I don't think that was, the commentators I'm like okay even the commentators are saying it wasn't oscar <laughs> i know i know it wasn't oscar oscar race is pretty clean i would say and and yuki had already kind of they had already touched you know like the lap before that or two laps before that and it was kind of fun to watch him like going after oscar like he wanted yeah. those points but he just he he just turned in too early and it just yeah, and then he was, there was mad after, and he was like, I'm "Like it wasn't Yuki, it was you, man, it was you." Yeah, no, that was all Yuki, and I think it is interesting too, like the the radios. Like, so Yuki was up in the points, and he dropped down to P16. I don't even know where he ended up finishing, but definitely not in the points. Um, but you could hear his frustration coming through. It, to me, it was kind of like the old Yuki, um, where Oscar was just like super calm and kind of like telling them what happened and yeah so that yeah. was really that was really really sad but honestly amazing weekend for daniel i hope i would love to see this continue the next three races for him today was his best start since 2021 so if he could just build on those points and and again we talked about this in the constructor standing that's a big deal that afatari is no longer in last place that's a huge deal because that is millions of dollars millions of dollars for their for them next year so yeah amazing um williams okay they looked really really good in practice i think we've already talked about that 
Logan Sargent, he was looking pretty good. I kind of felt like I think he's going to keep his seat next year. And then he had another, I, I, I was so sad at the very end. They're like, oh, you guys didn't get to see this, but he had to retire. Oh, On the very last lap because it was a fuel pump issue. It was nothing that, that he would have done. I think he was running 12th or 13th. So like he, that would have been pretty good because Alex, I think finished P eight or P nine. And so he's, he's hanging in there. Like, I think that. You Alex know, that is fine. Okay. Um, so I think, sorry, my dog is in here. He, himself ahead, he had gotten ahead of Nico. Yes. But he, I don't think he had gotten past Yuki. Yuki was P12, Pierre was P11, and Nico was P13. So he'd okay. got, yeah, you're you've gotten right up in there before yeah. he retired. Yeah. So I just, I mean, that has got to be beyond frustrating for him. But I honestly feel like over the last two races, he is showing them he should have that seat next year. They don't want to throw that away. And I wish we knew what the benchmarks were. But they felt yeah. like he had been pretty close um, when weird things haven't happened. Sometimes it's been on him. Sometimes it's been on the car um, throughout the season. But they feel like he's been fairly close to Alex. And I think over the last, I mean, getting points last time because of the two disqualifications. But he's been up there in like P12, P13. And then, yeah. So I don't know. I hope he does. Hopefully I don't, we're running out of time. Like they need to tell us before the end of the season, but I think he's going to keep it. I'm just calling it right now. Okay. Just, just calling it. Okay. Move it on. McLaren. 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 Oh they, they didn't, uh, they weren't performing as well as I expected. Then they're just like right there at the end, Lando pulling it out from you know, where he started. So way up there. I have to say, and I know you've got other stuff to cover, but I, one of my best parts that I enjoyed of it was, when they're basically on radio going, you know, Oscar, you're not keeping pace. If you can't keep, basically, it's like, if you can't keep pace, then Lando needs to pass. Yep. And he's like, all right, let him pass. And he let yep. him pass. And Lando, holy cow, did he, he gained three, like three or four spots at that point. Like he yeah. passed, passed, passed. And he just ran out of race. Yeah, if we, had, if we had a few more laps, I think you could have gotten one more, one more up there, right? Like I, I, I don't think he could have caught Max, honestly, but he could have closed the gap had he been. And again, had he not started as far back as he did, I know he would have been P two, yeah. and could have challenged Max. Like he, yeah. he is the one who can challenge Max. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think that if he had had a regular qualifying, didn't go out in Q one. He would have been up there and it would have been a very different podium. Absolutely a very different podium. Today, I think Lando put on a masterclass of how to work your way through the field because he started towards the bottom and he just one right after the other was picking cars off. Unfortunately for him, he pitted right before the red flag and it he lost position. He went back down to P14 um, for the restart. And so he had to start all over. And then it was like masterclass 2.0 where he just like kept going. Picking he started, off he's cars. 17. Yeah, he's he started 
P17. Yep. Like, and so then it was P- like he took off. He took off Daniel with three laps left. He takes off. Um, George gets past him. He's now three points ahead of Charles in the um, driver standings. It was it was something to watch. Can you see if he was voted driver of the day? Because I did vote for yeah, him for driver of the day. And yeah, I don't and he made it from P17 to P5. Yeah. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. And again, if you think about it, he had worked his way up into the points right before the red flag. He's back down like P14 and had to do it all again. So, holy moly, like what an absolute. Lando Norris, driver of the day. Yay! That's four times this year. Four times really since the second half of the season. Since Danny Rick came in close. He got it by 29.5%. Danny Rick got it was 21.6%. Lewis 12%. Sergio 8%. And Max 7.5%. Daniel did do good. But I, you know what? I have, I had to give it to my vote to Lando because again, for him to, to do what he did and work his way up through the field twice, that was freaking impressive. Absolutely impressive. P5. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, since Bahrain, remember at the beginning of the season when, when (laughs) I called McLaren the orange tractor, like they were horrible. They, they have gained almost a second in time. Like, that is that was amazing. I saw that 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 graph. It was like 0.85. Yeah. And then yeah. and Aston Martin has lost 0.54. Yes, they had the biggest loss, which we are going to talk about them next. But one of my other favorite McLaren things that happened today is the video of this little boy. It's his birthday today, meeting Lando Norris, his favorite driver. I have literally cried three times this morning watching <laughs> different versions of this video. It is the sweetest thing ever. Lando is just, he's such a doll. If you haven't seen it, you there's one video on McLaren. There's another a different version on F1. Go watch it. Have your tissues ready. Like it is the absolute cutest. So Lando's thing. not only six and past Charles, right? But he is... Not far behind Fernando, and Fernando yeah. the way he's running, there's there's a chance he could catch and beat Fernando because for, and and Fernando and Carlos are tied. Yes, they are. I noticed that. So, <laughs> they Fernando. actually have Carlos in fourth, um, and Lando in fifth, but yeah. but yeah, tied. So that tied. happened today because he was be uh, Carlos was behind Fernando last yeah. week. So yeah, Fernando but didn't get any points. But let's wow. do speaking of birthdays, like it was Lance's wow. birthday today. Um, so there's that. Um, he started from the pits. So this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Wow. Is so he started from the pits um in overnight, wow. like while the car was in park for May, they decided to put switch up Lance's car and make it the same setup as Qatar. And then Fernando got the new setup which was what they ran in Austin. <laughs> so it's an inverse what they did in Austin. So in Austin, if you remember, they, in Park Fermi, they pulled the cars. They both started from the pits. They put Fernando on the Qatar setup and then Lance on the Austin setup. But this time they they switched it. It didn't it didn't work, like, at all. Like, they Fernando... Did back to the, the, the beginning? What? They just didn't go back to the beginning for both of them. Yeah. Because that's when it worked. Like before it was, Canada. 
It was horrible. And then Fernando, why, do we even know why he retired on lap 49? <laughs> like two weeks in a row. No, I can't like find out. But you know what's interesting? And and I, I swear, uh, you can ask my partner this, like right before he retired, I'm like, he might as well just retire. Why Why would you want to finish last and have zero points? You, you've already lost the I've, I've done every lap this season stats. So you might as well just retire because you suck. I mean, because after the restart, he shot up a couple of spaces and then he immediately, and then Lance got in front of him. I'm like, oh, are they just letting Lance in front again? It's like, what the heck? And then he fell back again in the last place. and was like, yeah, that car, that car. Yeah. It just, he, the car was not, I mean, he let Lance pass him early on, but then towards the end, Lance hits Valtteri. Typical Lance move. If you ask me, did not leave space yep. for whatever reason. I think he has no peripheral vision. He spins stuff flying off the car, and that's it for him. He's out out of the race. So two DNFs for for Aston Martin today. Horrible. I thought Lance might. I was like, ooh, look at Lance. But then that was going to be my thing. Is like Lance in the old car, Lance in in the new car, scoring points because he looked like he could be, you know, up there maybe for like ten points. I don't know if you can hear my dog. Oh my gosh, do you hear that? A little bit. Hey, he. He has a, a way to get in the house and he just doesn't want to do it. So now he's being a pain. Um, anyways, I was starting to think like, okay, if Lance finishes this race and he drove both cars well enough to get points or near the points, what is going on with this car setup? But then he crashed. So there we go. He has retired due to damage sustained from debris. Oh, what debris? That's I don't know, but that's that's what's on their Twitter. Fernando was forced to retire due to damage sustained from debris. Interesting. I don't know what debris they're talking about. Nick DeVries doesn't drive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little Carlos humor for you. <laughs> now, it's funny if somebody re replied in the tweet, the radio of him from many races ago saying, this is a lovely car to drive. <laughs> It has not been a lovely car since Canada. That I think we could say for sure. Okay, no. Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Okay, in our predictions, I just needed to swap Lewis and Checo because I had picked first and third. We're talking about that. I'm like, I, I put Checo in because I was like, as the one commentator kept saying over and over again, well, when it's your home race, it's all the emotions. It's either whatever, how you put it. I should know yeah. because he said it so many times. But basically, <laughs> you either win big or you lose big. And he lost big. But I was, oh, I was hoping big. for a win big. Yeah. He's been on an upward trajectory. I was hoping. And then no. Yeah. No. Lewis, Lewis though, was great because he also was just going after it. I think he saw his opening after, you know, that stuff happened with Checo and it was like, he was on, Lewis was on Carlos for a while. Then he's on Charles for like, he was very oh, methodical. And I liked how he didn't let, and their professionals are all like this, but I, I like that he didn't let the DQ from last week, just yes. like, you know, he's just like, I gotta get out there and yep. do this. Gotta get out there and do it. I yep. bet you he was in that and the the garage being like you need to make sure the car is right yeah <laughs> yes, absolutely i'm sure everybody was like you know what it was kind of weird because like george was on the radio a lot but like he didn't he i don't know he wasn't necessary i was a little concerned towards the end that he was going to get carlos but 
that didn't happen. So <laughs> like, all right, perfect. But Lewis did set the fastest lap. So there's that. I love that. I was dying right at the yes. end. The very last lap he said it. And I'm like, I took that point from Max. Yes, he did. <laughs> he took it. And now he's only 20 points down on Checo. So I think he's kind of back maybe about where he was before he was DQ'd in Austin. Um, so yeah, that was like literally one of the first things I thought of when when Checo, which we'll talk about Rebel here in just a second, but when he got out, I was like, oh, he's out. This Lewis has everything to play for. And I think that's exactly what Lewis, he knew it. He's like, he's out. I, this is, I got to make my moves. And he did. He was like Lewis of old. I love to see it. I absolutely love, love to see it. It's amazing. It's all, all he needs, and it's not that it's not plausible, is check out if two of the three races go bad and Lewis have two of the three races go good and he's going to beat him in the standing. So I mean, yeah. it, it is mathematically possible for Lewis to become second. It absolutely is. All Checos do is be as inconsistent as he's been. Yep. And I feel like Mercedes, the, I mean, in Austin, yes, they ended up getting DQ'd because of millimeters. Um, but that race, this race, they're looking very strong, or at least Lewis is. And that, I mean, you get the, that momentum at the end of the season. When this is a very long season, and there's three races to go. He could totally do it. I think Absolutely. it's amazing. Um, okay, Red Bull, the start of that race, Max, Max was not messing around. Oh my gosh, he, that start, and then Checo was right, right with them, and it was like. Max went right in between the Ferraris. Then he ended up on the outside of the Ferraris. <laughs> like, you know, it, like if somebody had to get taken out in that three-way across, could, why couldn't it have been Max? Like, just why couldn't it have been? But yeah, I'm glad they showed it over and over. And it's just, it, it, it was, it was unfortunate. And 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 Checo says, I mean, his quote is, "I paid a high price." He admits he took a risk in the race-ending incident after hoping to win in Mexico. So that, that's his quote. Yeah. So like he, he he knew that he was taking a risk. He he paid a high price, but it's like yeah. as soon as it hit and he went up in the air, and I'm like, oh. yeah. At first, I was like, which RV is going out? Like it's an RV, <laughs> but which one? <laughs> I know it was crazy. Like he did say, he said I was want he wanted to win this race, and he's like, it was a it was an incident, and. But he knew, like, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to win his home Grand Prix, and it just didn't. But do we think that that is going to affect his seat? Can we can we pause for a second? Is it? And we're unpaused. Anyway, <laughs> no more buttons. That's like a first. <laughs> I had to go let this dumb dog in. Oh my goodness. He's not he's a good dog, though. He's a he is a good dog. dog, and he's actually very, very smart. But like, he's so smart that he knows, like, if I just keep this up, you're gonna come get me. Um, well, it's so interesting. The rest of the quote, though, he's like, "I took a risk. I paid a high price for it, but I was also honestly not expecting Charles to break that late because mm -hmm. he was in the middle, so he had a less bit room for maneuvering. I was ahead of him. I thought he was going to bail out of it." A, a bit more, but obviously 
in those decisions, everything happens really late. And yeah, it just happened everything a little bit too late. And unfortunately, I had a lot of damage to my car. Yeah. It's like one of those things it's like, okay, yeah, you're expecting that. So you're expecting you're just going to shove your way over and then he was going to be forced to break. So he doesn't get hurt. Well, maybe you should pass a little better because obviously, as you said earlier, Lando was giving everyone the the, the instructions on how to properly pass. So <laughs> he really was. And, and that's the thing that I think, you know, probably when Checo, like I get you want to win your home race, you've got to take that risk. But I think when he starts to think about it tonight or maybe he already has he had room on the outside to to move out a little bit and probably not lose too much space it just yeah it just did not go in his direction i felt and so you're driving an rb yeah you're driving the rb19 like okay yeah. you couldn't get it there then take p2 p take p3 yeah and then it's and then for, it was a long race, right? You yeah. take P3 because you moved yourself up already. Then take P3. You'd already cut yourself up a couple positions. Yeah. Yep. And then and then go instead of just taking yourself out entirely. And you have really the best strategist on your, on your pit wall. Like they could have made sure that that was a Red Bull one too, which is what I thought it was going to be. I really felt sad for him in like when he came into the pits because they were trying to get him back out. Um, so they stopped in the pit lane and he, you know, kind of was pounding the steering wheel or the halo, I think a little bit. And then they pulled the car in and he was still in the car. And I think they were trying to figure out, can we get him back out on track? And then they, they pulled it. Like it just was too it was much. Like after the fifth, sixth, seventh lap, I'm like, He's not going to make that up. I don't care how good it is. He's no. not as good as Max. There's no way he was going to make that up. No, I, I just, I can't imagine to go out on the first turn in your home Grand Prix. Like awful. So, so, so sad. But wow. Max wins. It's his 16th win in a row or 16th on the season. I don't know. It's another record. What I thought was interesting, and I could be wrong, but after the um, race and they did their interview, as soon as they get out of their cars, he thanked the crowd. He's like, you know, it's a bummer for Checo, but the fans stayed and, and you know, they're really great and whatever. And I'm like, you don't, you hear that from Lewis every time, every race, he says that. I can't think of very many times when Max has said it. So I was like, okay, he's yeah, really trying to ingratiate himself. Like yeah, or he got like some suggestions or yes, I'm sure there was some suggestion. <laughs> like I I do love like and of course Lewis came up because he was second and he did his right after and he's like, I've got to thank, you know, this crowd. This crowd is amazing. They're passionate, they're beautiful. Like, yeah, Lewis, Lewis genuinely does appreciate. And I'm not saying that Max doesn't, but he just never talks about it. Um, okay, so Ferrari, we talked about Carlos wasn't feeling well on Friday. I mean, they really kind of held held it. Third and fourth, not too shabby. Maybe we yeah. could have done better. I don't know. Um, but but it was our 60 for Ferrari, 69th front row lockout for Ferrari. And oh, before wow. the, I know, isn't that crazy? And then before Quali, Charles said. It would be a huge surprise if I got pole, but never say never <laughs> that he got pole. But as is usual, Charles didn't win the race because his last 10 poles <laughs> without a win, 
is the longest streak in F1 since 1987. So if he could just, you know, P2 is probably good and then let's go from there. But it was nice. It was good to see him on the podium. And then Carlos finished fourth, which was awesome. Um, I mean, they just, they did it. Like they got through it and that was, it was great. I was really disappointed at the end when the crowd was booing him. So when he was third and he did his interview, the crowd was booing and he even said, wow, so much booing. <laughs> he like, yeah. And he says to the crowd, like, I had nowhere to go. I was in the middle. Like I, I had nowhere to go. Um, so that was, again, that was disappointing. Um, they, they didn't boo Max this go around, but they blamed Charles. So that that was a bummer. Not not good. But the only, I mean, the only downside is that that front damage. Yes. Claire, now we're recording everyone right after the race, and so things could change because <laughs> he was the stewards. It did go to the steward. It went to the stewards. So Ferrari's Charles Leclerc has been summoned to the Formula One stewards for driving in an unsafe condition following the crash with Sergio Perez at turn one. You know, he when Perez attempted to do it, um, the front left end plate of the front wing became loose and was flapping before detaching on lap five, leaving to a brief virtual safety car. Yeah. With continuing, the stewards feel this is a breach of Article 3.2 of the sporting regulations, the competitor ensuring the car compliance with safety criteria. He was required to attend at 16.45 local time after the race, at which time he's currently, and they were talking about where he was at the race at the time, but that was mm -hmm. during the red flag. But I did think it was weird that they did. He didn't get a black and white flag because that thing was hanging off. Yeah. But his his engineer said, "I think we're okay," and and Charles said, "It's fine." I was actually surprised he was still in the race. To tell you the truth, I I had to do a double take on that because I just figured both cars went out, and that was that. So for him to hit that on the first turn, and then he still ends up on the podium. You know what would be crazy is if he does get penalized, then that's another podium for Carlos. <laughs> that, where, that would be four, where he finds out after the race that he ends up on the podium. If, oh, if yeah. Which I hope, I hope that they let that go. Like, but I could see Haas, like Gunter, saying, uh-uh, because they were getting nailed for stuff left and right last year with that kind of. How Stop. far? I wonder yeah. what kind of penalty would they give him? I don't know. That's the question. Or would it be great? I mean, it's not, there's no post grid penalties. Are no. there? Would it be how many seconds? It would probably be seconds. It's but what was weird? Where I think if it's five seconds, it would put him behind Carlos. Mm. If it's ten, oh, Lando would still be behind him. It was oh like wow. Lando was 10.1 seconds. One, two, I feel like the only thing that worries me with this is that it did end up causing a virtual safety car because it did end up falling off. I think if it hadn't fallen off, 
it wouldn't be, I would not be concerned at all. But I think the fact that it ended up falling off and causing a virtual safety car is where I think they could have issues. So, but did they get a black and white flag? I don't know. I feel like Ferrari could argue and say, you didn't give us a black and white flag and we thought it was secure. So I don't know. Um, anyways, next week, the last of our triple header, it's another sprint race. We'll only have three races left to go. Um, we are in Brazil for Interlagos, um, typical sprint weekend. I feel, I think this is our last one, but Friday we've got morning practice. Afternoon is qualifying for Sunday's race. Saturday sprint shootout in the morning, the sprint in the afternoon, and then Sunday's the race. So it could be interesting. They, they'll just have the FP1 to get the car set up and ready to go. We'll see what happens. Um, it's 71 laps, two DRS zones, 4.309 kilometers. It's basically like lengthwise, just like I think it's 0 0.005 different than Mexico. So oh, wow. obviously not the altitude and everything else that you have to deal with in Mex Mexico City, but same number of laps, same number of DRS zones. <laughs> and one is 4.305 kilometers and this one's 4.309. So Interlagos features a lot of bank corners. Um, mm -hmm. The drivers kind of start on like a half oval, if you will. Mm -hmm. Then they go through like the Senna S down to turn four. It's actually a really cool looking and it will be posted on our site, um, Instagram and stuff tomorrow. Very cool. Like that whole S thing um, going down to turn four. It looks, it's very awesome. Um, then they go through a snaking infield section with some challenging um, changes and then they sling up a hill through the banked final turn. So, you know, there's a couple areas where it's banked because back when this was built, that was kind of like a big thing. The banking was like a big thing. So um, there's a couple of those areas, which is really fun. I like, I don't know. I like the banking. I think that makes it a little different. It's sort of like a home race for Lewis. Um, he was last year given a Brazilian honorary citizen um, and they adore him there. They absolutely adore him. Um, Senna family, I think really also very much likes him. So it will be all about Lewis next week. And what could be interesting is if he does really, really well, which he has been lately, then the crowd is going to go nuts. Like they're going to go crazy. So again, well, I think it's another calm. And here's a lesson, because there's a quick update on the fight that broke out. Oh. The, the, the person who attacked the Ferrari fan was kicked out and banned for life. Good. He really got that guy. I mean, he had him down. I saw the video and, uh, and got banned for life. So let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Fighting doesn't pay. Look at what look at what happened. There. There, he was going after two of them, but one, he really got good. And then there was a poor lady that was like flat on the, on the benches because she, you know, somehow, you know, they, they ran into her. So good. I'm glad he's banned for life. We're not going to put up with this nonsense anymore. It's bad enough yeah. that, I don't know. You have to deal with so many of these keyboard warriors, like to be at a race and, you know, just be trying to enjoy yourself. We don't know what was being said and done, but still that violence yeah, is never the matter. way. 
You know, what happens if, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Like, come on. Yeah. Get, get over it, you know? Exactly. exactly. We're counting down just a few more left. And then I we've got to, we, we, we only did like two team spotlights this year. We'll have to like spend like December doing team spotlights and all yeah. kinds of There's education so, and, and all of that. That'll be kind of fun. So, so, so much. And then, yeah, next week we'll have the Brazilian race and then we have a week off. And then it is um, Vegas. And there's a lot of stuff that came out this week about the opening ceremonies for the Vegas. I think there's 20. Oh, gosh. I, now I feel it's 21 or 12. I don't know. Different types of musicians are going to be performing. All the drivers are going to be at this thing. It's going to be a show. So we will definitely break that down in between Brazil and then the Vegas race. So there we have it. That's it. <laughs> Let's hope that nothing changes between now and the time we 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 go live on Tuesday yeah. with our recording. That's okay. If it if it does change, then we'll make a little note on our on our uh, social medias. That's it. All right. Well, thank you all, and have a good one. And we'll see you guys in a week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast. Please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Mm -hmm.